every time I, I move from sitting over there for worship and, and sitting here for worship, I can't help but think, oh, you hear things differently when you sit in different spots. And I know that's true out in the sanctuary, too. Like we have temperature climates, microclimates in our in our sanctuary, like over here where, where Jr. is. He doesn't want me to say this, but that's the cool spot. That's the coolest spot in the, in the sanctuary. So if you want to take JR's seat next week, you're welcome to. But, but we have kind of those, those sound climates too in, in different places around the church. And, and I want to encourage you to sit somewhere different at some time this summer. You hear things differently. So, so thank you, choir. And I've decided, can you just follow me around and, and, and sing, sing every, everywhere I go? It's, it's good, good to, to be with you all. Good to be blessed by your music. Um, Every every week this morning, um, we are continuing in our, our, our series just briefly where we have been exploring Jesus's parables. Uh, the word parable comes from two Greek words, para and balo, and and literally it, it translates to throw alongside. Can you believe a, a Greek word balo translates to throw, throw alongside Parables throw alongside. So, so Jesus takes one truth and he throws it alongside another truth and hopes in the middle of throwing those two truths together that, that something will be taught about the kingdom of God. That something will be learned about the kingdom of God. And so each week this summer, we're opening up a, a different parable and kind of looking for those, those truths. And so this morning we'll be in, in Matthew 13, looking at a parable that's fairly well known. And so if you brought your Bibles, I invite you to turn to Matthew 13. If not, the words will be up on the screen. And as we turn there, will you please join me in prayer? Holy God, we thank you for the gift of music. And God, for the opportunity we're given each week to gather together, to sing songs of praise, to worship you with one another. God, as we open your word we ask that you'd give us ears to hear what you have for us. And I ask that you would take my words and use them for your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So picking up in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1, we read, That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. Jesus was, was inside. We don't know if he was inside a person's house or inside a, a house of worship. Matthew doesn't give us that detail. He just says they were inside a house. And the crowds got so big that the crowds grew outside the house. They said, you know what? I'm going to go outside so more people can hear. And he, he walks to the shore of the Sea of Galilee. I was in his, his hometown of Capernaum. And he says, if, if I go out to the shore and I, I get in a boat and I kind of just just Go a few feet, a few feet off the shore, more people will be able to hear me. This, this picture is, is taken um, looking north towards Capernaum, and all along the coast of the Sea of Galilee, there's these different coves. There's these different coves that kind of almost act like a natural amphitheater. And so, so Jesus kind of pushes out and, and, and goes, and he's speaking toward the shore, and he begins to speak in parables. He begins to speak in parables, saying... Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil. 
and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. When the disciples came and asked him, why do you speak in parables? He answered, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But to, to them it has not been given, for to those who have more, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Now, at first glance, when, when we, we, we read this part, we're going to talk about this more in a, a moment, but we read this and we say, whoa, 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 what? For those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, it will be taken away. We, we read that and we say, well, that contradicts everything that Jesus says elsewhere. Where, where Jesus says, blessed are the poor. Where, where, where Jesus talks about his, his heart for the poor. And here he's saying those who have will have more, and those who don't have will have less. But, but remember the context in which he's speaking here. He's talking about farming. Those who have more, have more what? Have a depth of soil. Have a depth of soil. Those who have deeper soil, deeper roots, deeper roots, will produce much more fruit. And those who don't have deep soil will will produce nothing, will be taken away. The reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. With them indeed it is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah that says, you will indeed listen but never understand and you will indeed look but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their eyes are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, so that they may not look with their eyes and listen with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but didn't hear it. This is... The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Uh, about a month ago, my daughter Ella played in her first piano recital. Uh, I was a little surprised because her piano teacher said, Hey, you'll be ready to play in your recital. This was five weeks before the recital was going to take place. I said, Really? She, five weeks? She's never, she's never played the piano before. You're, she's going to be ready to play a song in five weeks? She said, Oh, yeah. She'll be ready to play something in five weeks. And at the recital, she was the first to get up and play. And she got up, played her 15-second song, took a bow, and then sat down, and she was so excited. She was so excited. And then we sat and we listened to students who had more than five weeks of experience play. And we said, wow, what, what happens if I actually rehearse? If I, if I actually rehearse, I might get to play like Pavel. Maybe not. It's been a lot of fun to watch Ella in just these, these few months going from, from pounding away on the piano to actually creating music. Now, I've realized I'm in that same phase of parenting where, where my parents were when I learned to play baritone horn and, and, and trombone, or when they suffered through my high school band practicing in their garage where it was just a whole lot of noise. There's a lot of noise in my house. It takes a lot of discipline to learn to play music. 
And any of you who, who play an instrument, any of you who have had children that play an instrument, but you, you've been there. You, you know that it takes a lot of discipline, a lot of practice to learn to, to find the music in the midst of the noise. It also takes a lot of focus and a lot of patience, especially during those years where we're just learning. To actually hear a song in the midst of noise, it takes focus. As Jesus explains this parable to the disciples, he said, Blessed are you because you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Blessed are you because you have eyes to see and ears to hear. It's reminiscent of the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount, the way Jesus starts the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those. Here, it's more personal. Blessed are you who have ears to hear and eyes to see. The disciples are blessed. They've seen what they've heard and they've heard. They've, they've experienced the Messiah. They've watched Jesus perform miracles. They, they've seen them with their own eyes. They've heard him preach with their own ears. They've heard it firsthand. They've witnessed it firsthand. Now, Jesus isn't telling them that they're, they're better than anyone else in no way, shape, or form. He's not saying that they're, they're more deserving. But he does want them to see their own privilege. They've experienced God's grace. They've seen glimpses of God's kingdom unfolding in their midst. Now he's reminding them to focus on that. To focus on God's kingdom. If anything, for, for the disciples, for, for Matthew's church, as Matthew's recounting what Jesus had said and, and, and writing it down, and, and for us today, this is a reminder, this parable is a reminder to take a personal inventory of our priorities. Are we really focusing on God's kingdom or is something else grabbing our attention? Are we really focusing on what God is doing in and around us? Now, when most people hear this parable... Or read it. They, they read it here in Matthew or Mark or, or Luke. And there's, there's some differences in each of those Gospels. But when most of us hear it, we, we, we focus in one of three areas. We, we focus on the farmer. The one who's scattering the seed. Who's sowing the seed. The sower. We, we focus on the seed itself. God's word as it is scattered about. Or, or we focus on the four different types of soil. We, we, we tend to focus on, on one of those, those three places. So Jesus, he, he begins to explain this parable, talking, talking about deep soil, deep soil receiving an abundance, and shallow soil having everything taken away. And then he kind of, he quotes Isaiah to kind of drive home the point, drawing attention to all the different types of soil. Well, one of the reasons that we know this parable is meant for, for, folks who claim to follow Jesus for the church, for us, is because each of the four soils, they actually hear the word. They actually hear the word, what Matthew calls the word of the kingdom. None of the, the, the soils reject it right away. And the farmer, the farmer isn't out searching for new property. He's He's, he's farming in his own property. This is intended for those of us who, who claim to follow Jesus. First, there's the, the hard soil. The hard soil. 
those who hear the word of the kingdom and even store it in their heart, but are vulnerable to the evil one coming and taking it away. In Jesus' day, the, the Jewish community placed a priority on, on memorizing the law and memorizing the Torah. It was the only way it could really be studied or the only way it could be passed from one generation to the next. And as a person learned the words and repeated them over and over again, they moved from just hearing them to internalizing those words, to having those words become the very thing that drive every part of their life. The hard soil hears the word of kingdom, but it's, it's as if it goes in one ear and out the other. It's not internalized. Then there's the rocky soil. This is the person who hears the word and, and accepts it. They're even joyful to receive the word. And then as, as trouble arises either in their own lives or in the world around them, they crack. They, they fall away. The call here is to pray that we would be a people with, with deep roots that wouldn't be distracted when, when things come up in our lives. It's not just about how we start the journey. It's not just about a conversion. It's about how we continue that journey every single day. Now, over the last few months, our, our WPC Vision 2020 team has been meeting to kind of find some clarity on where we are as a church and where we see ourselves going as a church. And, and one of the, the clearest takeaways that we agreed on fairly early on was the reality that we are all seeking that we are all in a place where we are, are learning, that we are growing, that we are all journeying, we are all seeking. None of us in here has it figured out. None of us can say, hey, I've arrived. Got, I've got it all figured out. It's important as a church that we commit to a continual search. Always seeking what Jesus has for us. Then there's the, the thorny soil. The person who hears the word, but, but worry and wealth get in the way of bearing fruit. Now, I love the, the literal translation of the Greek here. The seed that is sown among the thorns are choked by the anxieties of the age. The seeds are, are, are choked by the thorns, the anxiety of the age. We live in an anxious world. We live in an anxious world. It's a bit of an interesting progression here. The first seed on the path, it never germinates. The second in the rocks only germinates for just a short while. But this third one actually begins to, to grow roots. It actually sprouts. It begins to grow. It might even grow leaves. But because of the thorns, it never produces fruit. Because of the anxieties of the age. We need to be careful to not allow the concerns of our world, our ambitions, or whatever else they might be, the anxieties of the age, to choke out our convictions about God's kingdom, to choke out God's word in our own life. And then the final soil, it's, it's the good soil. The seed grows into a strong plant in this soil, producing fruit 30, 60, or 100-fold now, now it's, it's interesting here because Jesus gives the least amount of words to the good soil. So, well, everybody can picture a, a healthy plant. We, we know what a, a healthy plant looks like. 
it's pretty simple in some ways. Sometimes I think we, we overcomplicate faith. At least I know I do. We, we get caught between the rocks and the thorns and we lose focus on what Jesus is asking of us. The first soil hears the word but, but, but doesn't receive it. The second hears it, receives it with joy, but lets it go under the pressures of the world. The third receives it, but only with one hand because the other hand was too busy with the anxieties of the age. And this fourth soil receives the seed with, with two hands, with, with both open hands. Hearing comes first, understanding comes second, and then yielding comes third. Yielding literally means doing. Hearing, understanding, doing. Hearing, understanding, doing. Anyone who's tried to, to grow any sort of, of fruit tree knows that it takes more than just good soil for a, a tree to thrive. It takes the right amount of sun, the right amount of water. It has to be protected from the elements and from pests. But Jesus makes it pretty simple here. All a disciple needs to do is receive what has been offered, the seed, the word, and take it for what it is. For some of us, that might mean recommitting to reading Scripture daily, receiving it, receiving it and grasping it and, and reading it daily, letting it kind of wash over us, dwelling in God's word, becoming more familiar with the story. For others, it might mean memorizing a passage or two, Anyone else terrible at memorizing Scripture? I know this isn't the prayer of confession, but I'm terrible at memorizing Scripture. So, so maybe that's what it is. And, and the reason that we memorize Scripture isn't so we can go and win at, at Bible bingo or anything like that. The reason that we, we memorize Scripture is so that when we have those times in our lives where we need to lean on God, we have the words to use. When, when we get to those places in our lives where we, we, we don't know what to pray, we have the words because we have memorized Scripture, it's, it's a discipline that we all can take up. And for some of us, really, really all of us, it's finding ways to act on what we claim to believe. The doing part. Let's find ways to be doers of God's word, not just consumers of it. Hear God's word. Grasp it. Act on it. May we aim to be a church with rich soil ready to develop deep roots and produce all kinds of fruit. Let's pray. Lord God, give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you have for us. God, help us to listen and see through the noise, to hear your voice, to focus on your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen.